0: You're listening to Breaking the Silence, a podcast by Reach 10, where we're creating a culture of courage, compassion, and connection to overcome the shame, silence, and fear that often surrounds topics such as sexuality and pornography. We're your hosts, Chriselle Simons and Creed Orm. We are so grateful for everyone that we've had on our podcast and we especially love hearing stories from people our age, young people who are struggling or discovering who they are or are really um, seeking to overcome the struggles and the challenges of their past and, and what they're learning from that. So if you have been touched by this podcast or by someone's story and you want to share your story We would love to have you on our podcast and it can be anonymous. It can be non-anonymous if that's a word and um, whatever you would like, but please reach out to us, reach out to us at hello at reach 10.org and we would love to hear and learn from you.
1: Welcome listeners again to Breaking the Silence. We are continuing our conversation about how mindfulness plays a role in our sexuality and particularly as well, how it can help us if we're struggling with pornography. So Ty Mansfield is joining us. He is a marriage and family therapist as well as a adjunct instructor in religious education at Brigham Young University. He's done a lot of work with mindfulness, over 10 years of it, and he is a certified mindfulness meditation teacher. So he is here to share with us wonderful thoughts for how we can implement mindfulness into our lives. From what it sounds like, in order to start practicing mindfulness and getting used to it, implementing it in our lives, we need to take some time for moments of pause, pondering, meditating, because it, it takes mental thought to think about recognizing what we're feeling, allowing it, investigating it, nurturing it. So is there more we need to be doing in order to practice mindfulness or is moments of pause and pondering a good start? Anytime we're
2: practicing being more fully present in the moment with less judgment, greater compassion, we're working that muscle. And it really is a kind of muscle uh, in the mindfulness world, they differentiate what's called uh, trait mindfulness and state mindfulness. So state mindfulness is anything that I'm doing in this moment to bring me into a mindful state, right? Uh, and it's kind of the equivalent of going to the gym and getting a good workout, right? It feels really good, but it's only through consistent practice over time that we start to see, we start to feel us ourselves getting stronger, our body is, you know, kind of reshaping, these sorts of things. And that's where trait mindfulness is, where it is a part of who we are and a presence that we just sort of emit. A lot of folks that I know who have so Thich Nhat Hanh is a very prominent, uh, you know, Buddhist teacher, and people that I've worked with who have had interactions with Thich Nhat Hanh, they almost always comment just how his energy—he just—it's who he is, right? It's not a practice that he does; it really is who he is, and I think all of this, it's we're kind of becoming new creatures when we learn to live in the world and, and really be in a new way with each other, with God, emotionally, spiritually, you know, sexually, et cetera, these sorts of things. But it is, again, it's a new way of being.
1: Okay. And finally, what kind of suggestions would you have for those who want to start strengthening this mindfulness muscle? Where would you suggest that they can start?
2: There's a lot of different entry points. If people are looking for some formal guided practices, there's a lot of great apps. There's guided meditations from three minutes to an hour. You could search for you know, mindfulness meditations, or there's different, there's variations. There's like loving kindness meditations, or self-compassion meditations, or there's just lots of things that people can do. And there's lots and lots of resources. So there's a handful of really good mindfulness-based apps, There's a number of good books, uh, I mean, the power of stillness is kind of looking at the intersections of mindfulness with LDS spiritual practice. And that would be a good place to start if someone was looking at this more of kind of a spiritual orientation, but if they're looking at it from a mental health orientation, really anything that John Kabat-Zinn, uh, Jack Kornfield, Tara Brock, Daniel Siegel, I mean, there's just a number of great writers and thinkers it's so there's so many. I mean, it's like thousands, mm-hmm. right? Of, right. But I think, but John Kabat Zinn has a, a really good resource called Mindfulness for Beginners that I think is a really good entry point. Uh, if you get the audio version, it comes with some guided meditations. And it does give you a really good sense for what this is and how someone can start practicing from just a purely kind of just a person centered, non theistic, just a way of being in the world, right? Uh, and then, and then certainly if some people are interested in as a spiritual practice, there's that as well.
1: Wonderful.
0: I really love this idea of mindfulness and what we've talked about and just some of the like hands-on things that you've given Mm -hmm. us to, to start with. If someone is struggling with pornography or maybe has for a long time, what can they do or maybe what recommendations do you have as they implement these mindful practices into their lives? As that maybe they struggle with images or thoughts or or different things as they go back into those old patterns. How can they? How can they shift those patterns?
2: That's a really good question, and probably one of the best starting points for that is to think about mindfulness as something that increases our power to act. Right, we're less reactive. Uh, we're acting rather than being acted upon. And so coming back to this definition of being in this in the present moment on purpose, right, in a particular way, that on purpose is really important. So if I'm here with you in this conversation, and all of a sudden I start thinking, oh right, I'm supposed to pick my kid up from Soccer practice. What time what time was he expecting me? Right. Also my mind has wandered, right? And in, in Buddhism, they call that the monkey mind. And and our the brain's gonna do what the brain is gonna do. And especially if there has been a you know a history of viewing pornography. A lot of that's just there and it's in the subconscious. And so to have a kind of compassion for the fact that it's there without letting it control you, once, if an image pops in your mind to note that, you know, my on purpose, my my point of intention is to be pure or to be with this person or be in this moment without those things. So if my mind wanders, I notice that it wandered. I don't judge it. I just notice it. But then I compassionately invite it back to the now. I invite it back to this present moment. And if my mind wanders again, I gently, compassionately invite it back to this moment again. And it's just that constant inviting back to my point of intention is really key. So if people are working through, because so much of addiction is fueled by shame. And so being able to kind of sit with that, work through that, or not let ourselves go into that story of what is bad and just notice, okay, my mind wandered. And rather than beating myself up for it, I have two choices. Either I can indulge it, or I can try to shove it down or I can, I, can, I can react to it or I can just notice that that's where my mind went and it's not where I want it to be. And so I, as an agentic being, I invite my mind back to this moment, this person, this awareness, right? And that kind of thing. And a lot of working through it is learning how to be, you know, if there's compulsive behaviors or learning how to increase that space between impulse and action so that I have greater power to live out my purpose, my point of intention, which is to relate to my sexuality in healthier, more intimacy-based, less objectifying ways, right?
0: Yeah. I think that's so beautiful. I think what's what I thought of and, and maybe like an image that came to mind is like you're working with a young child or you're working with even like training a young horse. Like it, you're very gentle with the horse and you consistently remind it. Like of course the child is going to have a hard time paying attention <laughs> throughout the whole experience. And you just gently remind them to come back rather than being like, how dare you? And shaming them and continuing that shame process, that gentle, like, oh, I see we're distracted again. Let's come back.
2: And it's that simple.
0: And that's so beautiful. That is so beautiful.
2: It's gentle and it's intentional, right? And to bring those things together, we're not just kind of doing whatever uh, and making it okay and just accepting it, living out that point of intention, your on purpose, your mission or your desires, right? And Mm -hmm. and just if things get distracted, it's the mind's going to do what the mind's going to do. And the only point at which we have power is the moment that we're aware that the mind has shifted. And at that moment, yeah. that's the moment that we have power to bring it back to where we want it to be. And we do it in a kind, gentle way. We just do it as many times as we need to. And eventually we start to live out of that space more and more less distracted, less prone to the wandering.
0: That's so beautiful. I feel so much more motivated to be mindful (laughs) because I I feel like in the past, like my mindfulness journey has been like, well, I suck at this, like whatever. (laughs) And I haven't wanted to explore it at all because I so often notice my mind wandering. I'm like, well, cool. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at this, obviously. But just to be able to have that compassion of, okay, my mind went there and now I'm back.
1: Yeah, and I can say that coming from a person who struggled with pornography for a long time that I wasn't particularly taught mindfulness before my mission, but I think by the grace of God I somehow just had more tasks to put my mind to, especially getting ready and preparing for my mission than going on my mission. I kind of made a deal with God that I like would redirect my brain every time like whenever a, you know, sexual thought about someone came into my mind, I just wanted to have a spirit with me. And so I kind of made a deal to just like redirect my mind. And I actually, thank goodness, believe I did it to myself in a compassionate way. And just over time, I got so good at it that I hardly, throughout my whole mission, I didn't have all these thoughts that referred me back to my pornography years. And it helped me to focus more on what I was doing. I felt more clear and at peace. And I was so grateful for that. So it gets easier over time with practice. And it's possible to not have those images come up to your mind all the time, just as long as you continue to practice that compassion to bring your mind back. I love that. Thank you very much. Uh, That's great.
0: Thank you so much, Ty. It's been such a pleasure to have you on and to learn from your wisdom. I'm more motivated and grateful and at peace with my mindfulness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And are there any other last thoughts that you have, Ty, that you haven't been able to share yet?
0: One last thought, I think
2: maybe even to your comment, you know, a lot of people who are practicing mindfulness, and again, as a way of being, it's going to translate whether we're dealing with addiction or other unwanted behaviors, sexual, otherwise, or just wanting to deepen relationships. Most practitioners, like very consistent practitioners will say that it took about two years of consistent practice. And so this is not, I mean, it's, it's something we just, again, have to be very mindfully gentle with ourselves through the process, recognizing that, you know, training the brain that's so prone, especially in the world that we live in where we're, we're so conditioned into distraction, And we're so conditioned into busyness and we're so conditioned into being acted upon by everything around us to live out a different way of being in that world that is not going to let us do that easily. It's just staying in the game, staying committed and recognizing that it's a process over
1: time. Well, being mindful and bring that compassion to our mindfulness practice as well, not beating ourselves up for struggling with training our minds. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ty, for being with us today and for sharing your thoughts, the skills we can start practicing. Uh, This has been wonderful. Thank you very much. You're welcome.
2: Great to be with you.
0: Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence by Reach 10. Help us create a new culture of connection by sharing what you heard today with at least 10 people. Please help us reach more young adults by going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reach 10 is a nonprofit. You can help support this podcast by donating on our website and following us on social media. We share these views to open the dialogue on these tough issues. We are not professionals and the ideas shared on this podcast should not be taken as professional advice. The opinions and views that our hosts and guests share do not necessarily reflect the views of Reach 10, and we don't guarantee the accuracy of any statements you hear. Reach 10 is not responsible for your use of information heard on this podcast. We keep learning and invite you to join us as we build a more open, compassionate, and courageous culture.